everyone, and welcome to the Teen Up Tomorrow podcast, uh, covered by HR over Happy Valley. My name is Conrad. I'm a junior here at Penn State, and I'm excited to talk to you guys about some HR stuff today. I'm also a professional golf management major, just as my peers in this podcast are. Uh, and with that information, I'll, I'll send you over to Allie. Hey, guys, it's Allie. Um, I'm a senior in the program, golf management program here. Um, I'm really excited to talk about something cool today with the article that I have. And yeah, I'll pass it along to Pete. Hey, everybody. My name is Pete. I am also a senior in the golf management program, and it is great to be here with some fellow classmates to talk about some good articles. And I'm excited to bring something important to the conversation today. Hey, guys, it's Hayden. I am a junior and a professional golf management major, as Conrad said. Um, looking forward to talking to you guys and uh yeah all right perfect guys thank you so today we've got two segments on this podcast and to just give you a little background of the podcast we're in an hr class right now where we're talking about uh various hr practices and uh hr as a whole um so with this podcast our first segment is going to be here's the buzz which we're going to talk about things that we find interesting and some things to look out for in the HR industry. And then we're going to move on to um, hot topics, which is a segment where we talk about some kind of scandalous issues in HR. And we're actually going to have a guest from the Netherlands with us, Maxime. So we're going to be excited to introduce him to y'all later. But for now, we're going to start with, here's the buzz. We all came from a different desk, uh, different viewpoint. And my viewpoint was something to watch out for. Um, and for this, I read an article, um, and it was three trends impacting the workforce in 2023. Um, and this was by Aaron Green, and it was from Forbes, published on December 16th of 2022. Uh, and my big takeaway, while there was three interesting trends, my big takeaway was a trend that we're going to see in the HR industry coming up soon is that leaders are going to be respected based upon how they interact with their employees on an interpersonal level. Uh, how compassionate they can be, how sympathetic they can be, how they can understand their employees and um, understand them in a way that allows the best performance out of their employees. Uh, this is different from, you know, kind of strict management practices in the past. So uh, something something to watch out for so that we can implement that as we're managers in the future. Anyone have anything to add to that? Yeah, I can definitely share a little bit about my article before we start discussing more as a yeah. group, but I'm reporting from Here's Something Important, and with all of us being golf management majors, as well as being in this HR class, I thought it would be important to talk about an article that's kind of changed a lot of the golf um, golf club professionals' time off and the professional courtesy towards uh, club professionals, but my article was called The Club Pro Crisis. Uh, it was from Golf Digest by Shane Ryan, and it's a case study on specific pros and their career path and decisions that have led them to certain positives and certain negatives. So I'm excited to talk about that today. Cool. Yeah, um, going along with Pete, just going off the work-life balance that he was talking about, that's basically my article. Um, it's Money, Flexibility, and Development. Um, I'm really excited to talk about that. My desk is something cool, um, so I thought that was appropriate just because I think um, work-life balance is a pretty cool idea just because it's becoming more popular um, in the golf industry. So I'm excited to tie that into 
HR and golf and just see where we can go from there. And going based off of those last two articles, uh, Hayden here, and my article was called, is it harder to take off a sick day written uh, in October of 2022 from The Economist? Uh, I'm reporting from, here's something to think about desk. And uh, while I was reading this article, one thing that stood out to me the most was uh, this quote that I saw, which was, being even mildly sick can impair brain function as much as high altitude, whose effect can feel like a bad hangover. Um, so it's kind of just something to think about. Um, and we can go ahead and discuss these topics right now. Yeah, it seems that uh, general consensus among all of these deaths that we're coming from and all these articles that we saw is that uh, the trend is to become more sympathetic, whether that's as a manager or sympathetic with our work-life balance, sympathetic towards sick days, or just sympathetic career-wise in general, uh, be a little more helpful to golf professionals and all that. Um, so that's that's kind of cool to see. And uh, I think that's definitely a, a, a good trend that we're yeah. seeing. Yeah. Anyone have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I can say back to Pete here that um, it's interesting that Conrad has drawn these connections between like work-life balance and the connection between employer and staff, because I think with all of our articles, we're kind of seeing that uh, there's a lot of staff things being said here and principles that like younger generations and staff are trying to bring to the employer. Mm -hmm. So with all of our articles, we found like new ideas and new HR topics like time off and work-life balance and paid time off that our generation is really looking for as like key HR principles. Sure. Yeah. Um, going off of that, Allie here, um, going off of that, my article kind of talked about the, the evolving of work-life balance. Like obviously when like COVID happened and everything like that, everyone wanted to work from home because we obviously had to. But after that, um, we wanted to stay at home and work from home. No one wanted to go back to the office. And then that kind of brought up work-life balance. Well, I want to work, but I also want to be home like with family, with my friends. Like I want to have my, my time to just live. So I thought um, that was pretty neat. I thought that was like kind of something we could all relate to was just the evolution of work-life balance just constantly changing because in the end, no one really knows like what is the right way because we're all just doing it together. Sure. Yeah. We all want time off too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody really wants to work that much. That's for sure. The more time off we can get and keeping that as a standard, we're going to advocate for that time off. Yeah, you know? absolutely. No yeah, matter. I think one thing I read your topic, Pete, uh, your article, and one thing that I found interesting was a lot of the golf professionals are working 50, 60 hours a week. Uh, so they're trying to cut back on uh, the amount of hours you're working per week. Yeah, definitely. No, and that's a main point of the whole article and kind of ties right back into our conversation about all of our points with that employer staff relationship and key things that are going to be addressed as far as HR topics um, with new generations like upon hiring. There's the definitely. big things. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think the cool thing that we can kind of uh, come to a close here on is that we're expected to be future managers in our industry. And as a result of that, we kind of have some say in changing these practices because um, it's cool. We're not working at these big corporate jobs where there's a set in stone policy. We will hopefully get to the point where we have, you know, we're working at our own club where we're in charge of the golf operation or 
you know, in the instruction operation, and we can kind of set the policy and bring these policies into effect. So yeah, definitely positive for HR if we continue to have this focus. Yeah, and like we can, like obviously we want our employ our employees to work when we are those managers, but in the end, like we do, we have it in the back of our mind that, okay, like work-life balance, like constantly yeah. snapping in the back of our head. We want to give it to people, but we also need to like encourage them to work because we need those good working sure. employees. We want to give it to them and we have it in our heads, but I think it's, I think it's kind of cool that like, we know this now we have the information on it now. So it's almost like preparing us. Yeah. It. And I think having this thought in the back of our head is only going to hold us accountable mm-hmm. when we're managers and, you know, allow us to make the right make the right move when it comes to new HR practices and all that. Yeah. So sounds good. Yeah. Let's deliver some of these new ideas and themes <laughs> to uh Maxim here. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh that's the end of here's the buzz. I thought that was pretty productive. Uh heard about some cool topics that made some some cool connections between our articles. So uh we're gonna end here's the buzz and our next topic is gonna be hot topics with Maxim from the Netherlands. We'll see you soon. (laughs) All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Teen Up Tomorrow podcast. Uh, This is Conrad again, and this is going to be the start of Hot Topics. Uh, But before we begin, I want to reintroduce our group. Uh, If anyone wants to go around and say what's going on, go for it. Hey guys, it's Allie again. Um, hope everything's going all right. We're excited to start this out and hear what Maxine has to say. Yeah. Hi guys, it's good to be back. What's going on? It's Pete. Uh, looking forward to talking with you, Maxime, and continuing our conversation. Hey guys, it's Hayden. Uh, glad to be back and back to Conrad. Yeah. So Maxime, uh, we're happy to have you here from the Netherlands. Uh, do you want to give a little introduction on yourself? Yes, sure. Uh, Thanks for having me, first of all. My name is Maxime. Uh, I'm a third-year student of the Hotel Management School in Maastricht, and I've been working on hotel, uh, restaurant uh, environment since I'm like 14 years old. So I also experienced a lot of situations where uh, where on the workflow relationships happened, and I've been in one myself, so I can talk about it. Perfect. Perfect. So like Maxine said, uh, workplace relationships is our topic for hot topics. And as the name suggests, hot topics is some topics that are a little scandalous, a little tough to talk about, but we're going to do our best to do it today. Uh, and we kind of have a uh, format we're going to follow. Um, and to begin, we're going to each talk about something important that we found, a critical aspect of uh, workplace relationships. Then we're going to talk about some possible solutions. And then we're going to kind of wrap it up with some open discussion and some final thoughts. Uh, so I'll begin with uh, an article I read uh, from Brian Lufkin, who writes for the BBC. Uh, and he talked about the inevitability of office romance. And essentially what he talked about was, um, you know, office workplace, uh, office relationships are inevitable. And the biggest thing we can do is um, rather than shun them, uh, bring them to light and be open about them. Because in the end, when you're not open about them, I think that's where all the the, the trouble comes from, because then people find out at different times people might be hurt in the workplace and it might not be handled correctly from an HR standpoint. 
Uh, Allie, you want to give us your thoughts on workplace relationships? Yeah, so surprisingly enough, I have the same article as Conrad. So the inevitability, and say that right, of office romance. Um, so something that I thought was pretty cool about it was like, not not cool, but just like interesting overall. Sure. Um, so the idea of people who work together spending most of their time together um, especially in just a nine to five office job from what I imagine I've never worked one um, just like that they work together so much that like they don't spend so much time with their friends or like whatever so like them working together they can problem solve together they can learn how to work through different things they can work on projects just all that stuff so it's almost like they're testing each other not like in a relationship sense, but it's almost like in the back of their brains, they're like, okay, I can problem solve with this person. I can create new ideas with this person. Like I can do all this stuff. What what That's will be outside do. of yeah. work, you know? It's almost like attraction through exposure. Yeah. So you're with that person all the time. So yeah. it only makes sense that you start to maybe consider them in a different way. Exactly. So uh, Pete, yeah. what do you got here? Kind of going off of what you guys were saying, I had an article from Forbes by Kim Essler uh, titled Romance uh, Stats in the Wake of Call to Organizations, talking about like how 41% of employees don't know their company's policy regarding office romance and three and four employees would participate in office romance again if given the chance mm. so i thought that was pretty interesting to like think about the policy side of things and preparing for these situations um that a lot of employees in their own workspace aren't familiar with their policies so i'm interested to hear maxine your thoughts on office relationships having been in one uh, workplace relationships i should say having been in one and what you think about policies or stuff like that that might have uh, impacted your relationship but Hayden do you have any articles to add to the conversation here uh yeah I do so the article uh that I read was from the Harvard Business Review uh it was on how to approach an office romance and how not to uh there are goods and bads ups and downs of office romances but I think two of the bigger things that I took away were just being open to the higher ups and letting them know that you are in a office romance. Um, but then also the negatives of it um, after breakups, uh, possibility of sexual harassment or sure. conflicts of interest. Sure, there's definitely that trail afterwards if an office relationship doesn't work out correctly because you still you know, have to work with that person even though maybe HR changes the, the flow chart of how the office works that uh, you still have to be around that person to yeah. a certain degree and you yeah. don't have to like admit it but there is some like bad blood there sure yeah, yeah. all right maxine what do you what do you got for us i'm interested to see from uh the dutch perspective uh what you got for us yeah so in our branch so in our uh industry uh in the hotel event and restaurant industry you go through harsh times together sometimes when it's very busy uh, you need to think quick um you have to work very hard sometimes and if you go through those moments with a colleague or even something more than a colleague, you're very um, uh, working very close together and helping each other out. And then afterwards, when it's done, uh, most of the time you choose to spend time with them after work, uh, get to know each other, uh, have a drink together. And the more you do that, the more intimate and the more yeah, closer you become with that person. And that's how eventually romantic relationships 
can happen. And that's what happened to me as well. Gotcha. So, uh, the thing what I learned about is that if you are on the work floor, um, make sure you're professional and it doesn't affect your uh, productivity on the work floor. Make sure you see it separate. Like this is work, this is fun. And of course, you know it from each other, but be open and professional about it. Mm-hmm. each other and through to other colleagues as well yeah definitely having that separation is important and be able to kind of distinguish between work and fun definitely that's that's huge uh so with that I, I like everything everyone had to say and with that uh let's move to talking about some hr best practices for uh workplace relationships and i have two here and i said uh encourage workers to disclose workplace relationships to both hr and other peers this ensures that HR can make the possible, uh, the proper accommodations for workplace relationships so that maybe you're not working directly under someone you're in a relationship with or even right next to them um, and other peers too. You don't want the other peers to find out uh, late and kind of be hurt by, hey, I didn't know about this workplace relationship. It's kind of awkward now. Um, so that's big. And then Drawing back to what I said before, restructure teams in the workplace so that supervisors do not have to work with their significant others. Uh, this limits the the possibility of a quid pro quo situation, which is never, never pretty. Um, <laughs> so situation where a supervisor has power over uh, their significant other wouldn't be, wouldn't be good. Allie, do you have any best yeah. practices? Yeah, so um, putting myself in a manager role, um, going off of kind of what Maxine was saying with um just create not like a separation but and not like a divide but almost almost like a like a trust barrier if that makes sense like like you have the one person on one side you have the other on the other and the manager is or myself I guess is almost like okay like I trust both of you I understand like things happen like we're grown-ups here but I need to be able to trust you guys and like just just work here like work yeah. is work here and then whatever you do outside of work none of my business sure. so I kind of like that idea of like a trust barrier between them um also in the article that uh Conrad I guess you and I have mm-hmm. um they talked about love contracts quote unquote sure. um so almost bringing in those two employees that have this little fling going on and saying okay I have the HR person here. This isn't supposed to be scary, but let's just create this little like non-professional contract thing and say like, okay, like in the workplace, again, work is work, love is love outside of the workplace. So almost like that again is creating trust, like making your workplace more open and comfortable and just saying, I understand, but this 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 needs needs to to happen. We need to be professional. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Maxine, do you have anything to add to that about love contracts? I feel like you've said something in the past about that, maybe. Yeah, actually, it's very funny. I read an article as well from uh, HR Daily Advisor, and they were talking about love contracts as well. Like if a supervisor or a manager notice a romantic relation going, relationship going on on the work floor, um, they must inform HR in this article. They were talking about that. And there were some pretty basic rules that they want in that love contracts. They were talking about protecting them from sexual harassment, uh, agreeing on not uh, that it will not affect their work. And also if there was a conflict, just like Alison said, um, separate them on the work floor, or maybe 
put them in different shifts so that doesn't affect uh, affect the the mood on the workflow or the productivity so mm -hmm. i also talked about a couple downsides of it like people can maybe feel feel a violation of the right of the privacy or um that hr wants to involve in their relationship so it has ups and downsides but i think these rules from the love contract there's a point of yeah i can see i can see the point of that working definitely i think it's an accountability thing too it holds both parties accountable all three parties accountable including management and in the end uh accountability is good and it might even help out their relationship so yeah Pete. yeah going what you're off of what you were saying maxine like my best practice towards the whole thing was training and policy revision over time between hr and um people in workplace from uh, romances or relationships. So I do like what you said about how uh, people might need to be more informed about what's going on and like the steps to it. And kind of what Ali was saying too about working with HR and your company and the policies to go through it. But I do agree with some of the negatives too that you said in the whole process with HR kind of being super involved in a relationship mm -hmm. that can be discouraging too. So we definitely would have to find like a happy medium in the whole thing as mm -hmm. future managers. Yeah. How about you, Hayden? Yeah, I think everything that everyone said has been good so far. Um, but I think uh, one way to handle it, and I think my preferred way to handle it, would be to separate them in terms of what they're focusing on and work. If they're uh, on the same team and work, maybe splitting the team up or assigning uh, one of the people and relationships to to a different team and just keeping that person on the same workforce but not necessarily working together so they're not always together definitely um, just kind of splitting the relationship up definitely allowing the relationship to happen but not like forcing it in the workplace Still i think trying to keep it professional yeah that's huge so all good stuff guys uh i think we'll go into some closing thoughts now uh they're asking for us to give a five set, uh, five word uh, summarization, but it's all right if we don't. Uh, mine was being open cures all issues. So in the workplace, um, being open about the relationships only gonna help out the relationship. It's not gonna hurt it. No one's gonna be upset to find out, mm -hmm. hey, we might have a relationship here. And in the end, when you're open, HR can take the correct steps to uh, you know, make sure positive things are happening and also make sure that negative things aren't happening like sexual harassment or um, a hostile workplace. Yeah. yeah. So, so, sorry. So my five word thing, I kind of just came up with it. It was, it was um, have fun responsibly at work. I don't know if that's like really appropriate, but like, yeah. I, I feel like that kind of like encompasses yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep it professional. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Um, but yeah, closing remark, like I kind of agree with Hayden, like you have to take that responsibility. And if you want to have that relationship, prepare to make a professional and work in different spaces. You yeah. know, like, I feel like there's really no harsh way to go about it because if you want to take that step, you have to understand that some things do need to happen. Some things need to change. Definitely. Yeah, I would say mine would be training and policy revision over time. Um, like what Maxime is saying and everybody else, just kind of working with you know, these workplace relationships in certain points and establishing, um, you know, cultural norms that are changing over time and how your employees are dealing with it. Perfect. I would say my five words would be be open and be professional. Yeah. Uh, just going back to what I said is 
allowing the management to know that you're in a relationship and if they make moves such as move you from one place to another within the company be professional about it be understanding and understand that it's for the good of the relationship and keeping everyone safe and happy correct all right maxime what do you got closing thoughts wise over there yeah, everyone said beautiful words. And I think taking accountability, being professional, and also from the management team, creating an open environment to to be open to discuss the ratio, what's going on. That's what I think is the most important thing. So absolutely make it so that employees feel comfortable about talking about the relationship so that they can come out and ask for the necessary help. It's big. Yeah. Yeah, this was a little fun, spicy talk about. Yeah, a little <laughs> yeah, scandalous talk. Anyway, so that uh, that was Hot Topics. And this has been Teen Up Tomorrow. Maxime, thank you for, for coming today. We appreciate you joining us. And I thought we had a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank See you later, Maxime. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.